Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week we'll be covering the second half of the live letter we didn't get to talk about last week, the one I shamefully fell asleep during. Uh, listen, it was early in the morning, forgive me for it, alright? That's regarding uh, lore, a lot of little lore tidbits uh, that are currently in the game, looking towards patch 3.2, the gears of change, and we're also going to be looking at some segments from Duty Commenced, as well as any sort of previews from the load zone that could give us any more information. But first, let us introduce our hosts. I am one of them, Michael, Mr. Happy Poveromo, and joining me as per usual, Sly, aka Sly the Fox, aka Sly, aka Gray Fox, aka you my boy blue, get it out of your system, Sly. Let's just give a hand clap to Hatch. <laughs> he did it! He did it! Did it. World first. World All first. two take Mike. Take yeah, for two. those of you who, who weren't here for the pre-show, we may have had a misfire with the initial opening. I may have forgot to turn my microphone on for a minute and a half. It literally at this exact point was when I re was when we realized there was no microphone. <laughs> Oh, and uh, you can already hear his voice there. I probably don't even need to introduce him, but whatever. I guess I will. His name hey is Ethis. Hold on, I got. I wrote it down. Ethis Stone Cold <sighs> Steve Ethis Asher, also known as the Australian Snake. There we go. Not rattlesnake. <laughs> just snake. No, he's not a rattlesnake. He can't be a rattlesnake. There's no rattlesnakes in Australia, which I didn't. You know. know you know what's. You know what's really unfair. You beat me to the punch about making jokes about you falling asleep during the law section. Oh, I had to, you know, you know, have you ever seen eight mile? How like he just insults mm. himself for like a minute. And I just, that's how I work. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's, uh, you were too quick. Like you wouldn't even let me get a word in. I ate my, I ate mild. You. Call me, call me B rabbit. Well, look, if you, if you feel a little bit sleepy around like the one hour mark tonight, then Sly and I, you know, we've got this. We, we were got paying this. attention. We got it. You, know, you, you can just go have a nap. Go have a nap. You work hard. I wouldn't mind a nap. I'm sick. I'm still <laughs> sipping on. In fact, I got to drink the rest of this medicine. I couldn't even finish it before the show. It tastes so disgusting. What are you, what are you sick with? I don't know. I got a sore throat, so someone will probably say I sucked a dick. I don't did, know. Did, you, did you catch something from Dankus, Dankus Dungeon? No, if it was, I would go to the sanitarium. Okay. Yeah. I would uh, not go to the sanitarium for any reason. Apparent, apparently, it's like delayed PAX boxes. A lot of people who are at like PAX South are saying how they're suddenly coming down with the same thing. Oh, you've got the con flu, of course. Yeah, con flu. There we go. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a possibility at the very least, but I got like one sip left. But before I do that, um, because of that, I'm not going to be projecting my voice all too heavily tonight, unless I need to give Sly shit for something. So, uh, I mean, I always save some energy for that. Um, and I hope you do too. It makes me feel special when you save energy for me on that end too. Um, but tonight we're going to be talking about the lore segment of the live letter, which is great for me because this will be my first time hearing it all. So, <laughs> well, well, although I, I, mean, I formulated some opinions about it. Don't worry. I made, I made a little lore video with some of the screenshots we got on Facebook, which were way Ooh. more, way more spoilerific than I expected them to be. Yeah. Agreed. They were mm. free. We're not going to be showing those. We're just going to be showing the, um, the what's it called? The the one piece of art that you wanted me to prepare at this. But we got right. a long, long show ahead of us. So at this, mm -hmm. since you were actually awake for it, why don't you introduce to everyone what it is we will be discussing primarily tonight when it comes to the law? Is it going to be that long? I suppose it is. Like every every time I do the notes, it's always like way longer than I think it's going to be, isn't it? So we're going to be talking about firstly the uh, the title, the Gears of Change, what that could mean. 
and the cover art that we got of Minfilia with the crystal. We're going to be talking about uh, changes in relation to the course of the Dragon Song War, what could be happening there. We're going to be talking about uh, the dungeon previews and, and things we can speculate about the dungeons coming. Uh, we're going to talk about Alexander, of course, and how the story might change moving forward for that. We're going to be talking about Sephiroth. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the law talk and the Q&A that was done in Life Letter 27. And we're going to be talking about the recent uh, law lowdown in uh, Duty Commence Episode 10, for anyone who missed that. Oh, no, Nia, not a long show at all. No. Ch -ch changes no, not a, not... Ch -ch Changes. Look, I, sometimes, I wonder, sometimes I wonder why I still do this show, and this, is, this just makes me think about it all that much. All that much more. All right, so, uh, but first, I mean, is there anything news-wise I need to talk about? Like, other than the lore? Like, has there been anything that we should actually discuss before we move on to his thing? You got anything? That, that note's for you guys. Don't look at me. I mean, um, any news with any of y'all? <laughs> I mean, new? I rated on Monk. For, I did A1 through 4 on Monk for the first time. But that's, really? That's How really was that? Uh, oh my god, it's the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. A4 Savage <laughs> on Monk is probably the... Like, I, I, oh, dude. A4 Savage on Melee puts me to sleep but every I didn't, time. But, but, but oh, the, the best sentence was hearing this. It's like, alright, Happy's Monk, so he doesn't have to do sacks. I was like, yes! <laughs> in A1 Savage, they didn't even make me do the uh, the ads on the oppressor. Like, just stay on the boss the whole time. Oh, damn. I was like, oh. yes. That, that yeah, I get that oh, Yes, I love oh, Monk. Jeez. When, um, I guess the only thing I can think of is the stuff we have on the Lodestone. Oh. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, these previews, we're used to yeah, them. we're getting them every couple of days, and they're nice. Yeah. It's it's hard to kind of keep up with them for a lot of people. You you sure you, we don't have any news on the on the one year anniversary yet? For oh, I mean we I mean we can talk about that later. But uh, right, I we'll mean, talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, and how you won't be here, asshole. It's not my one year. It's your one year. <sighs> you <laughs> shit pizza. <laughs> can I get one of those? It is National Pizza Day, after all. Oh yeah, we can get you a pizza shit. Pizza shit. <laughs> Don't you mean a shit? Everyone pizza? have a have a nice pizza shit tonight. <laughs> Do it for me. Um, all right, yeah. let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the latest uh, update to the Lodestone with the law preview for the Nath. The Nath. I can't yeah. believe the names they used in this show. Am I playing Starcraft? Am I playing Starcraft, I or, or am I playing well, something else? That's that's the thing, and I'm 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 gonna get to the the sort of sci-fi implications in a minute. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read it for you guys. I'm just gonna read the overview they've given us. Um, <clears throat> the Nath are insect-like beastmen linked in thought, compelled to serve only the overmind. Should their link to him be severed, they are cast out from the colony left to fend for themselves in the wilds. A number of these off-scourings, known as the non-mind, have built a community for their fellow exiles. What trials and tribulations must they overcome to truly separate themselves from the one mind? And then we've got some details uh, about, basically, it's the same as the Vanu Vanu in the way it's going to work, but we're getting a boosted experience, et cetera, et cetera. And we've got a slightly clearer screenshot of our what is mount. That? What is that fucking thing? What is that? Is it a seahorse? It looks like a fucking seahorse. The the um the most compelling theory I've heard is that it's an adult puck. Like a that's what, I, that's what I thought. But aren't pucks dragons? 
Yeah, that's, like, that's the I thing. So Pucks, Pucks are scalekin, so they are technically descended from, from dragons. Um, so it's kind of weird that the Nath would be using them. And um, also, you think, like, the, the smoke signal things, the, the, like, dragon repellents would kind of fuck with them. Yeah, but I but guess maybe that's why they have a helmet. Maybe it's like a, a, a musk. Well, I mean, I'm also thinking if these are the non-mind, they aren't part of the hive mind, which is using mm. dragon repellent. It's right, possible yeah. that at some point we connect the non-mind with the uh, with the dragons of Annex Shrine. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking, is that, um, you know, there's been this long war, well, not as long as the Ishgardian War, but there has been a long war between um, the dragons of Annex Shrine and uh, and the the Overmind, the, the main hive. Um, so... As the non-mind are trying to get move away from that, maybe they're also trying to do something like the Ishgardians are doing, trying to reconcile with the dragons. So maybe that this mount is is a sort of teaser towards that being part of the process in some way. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards that, especially because um, we've already you know obviously encountered the non-mind. Um, they're the ones that are giving you the Ravana quests a lot of the time mm -hmm. when you first go to the uh, Forelands, and mm -hmm. they are very close. They are basically a wall away from Annex Shrine. Like, yeah, they are very, very close. I mean, it's a thick, it's a thick wall, to be fair. I mean, it has to be, because they would probably get murdered if the dragons knew they were there. <laughs> but I, honestly, I think it, it could be a little bit comical, because when I think of the Nath, uh, thinking of beast tribes for the Nath makes me think of the kobolds, except they're a little more competent than the kobolds. Um, mm. They're not exactly back of, the, back of the line like the kobolds, but... Um, I just don't see it being that serious. Like the one, we're probably not going to see Ravana. I, I don't think we're going to see Ravana at all in a. But, but Ravana, Ravana is a common enemy now. I mean, the Warrior of Darkness showed us. <laughs> yeah. That. You just encounter him in the in the Forelands. He's like a he's like a B rank mark, and you you kill him in like five <laughs> they were, seconds. They, no, they were just teasing those uh, those world primals that they said we were going to get. God knows how long ago. They just teasing. Oh my primals. god! What was that like? Two point one. That was Fucking before two point. Yep. That was before two point oh that they said that would be a thing. That there is Jeez. actually a world primal showcased in the a Realm Reborn. Um, What's it called? The original Realm Reborn. Oh, uh, it was. It was like a. It was like a giant mobile or something. It was a giant Ifrit. It was a giant Ifrit in the middle oh, of. Uh, in the, in well. the middle of in the middle of Thanalan. Although that was just for stress testing, because they also had Cactrot Rapido and Adamantois the size of fucking the entire. That's one thing. I'm thinking of the Adamantois. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like the size of the whole shroud. Yeah, it was enormous. Uh, I think. I don't know. I think the Nath are going to be. Because here's the thing, the Vanu actually, they did, if you actually paid attention to the Vanu story, it was pretty damn good. It was, it was. Still a, working on it. It is pretty good. It was all right. It was, was all right. It was a step up from, I felt it was a step up from the, the Amalgia, the, the first four. I felt like the Ixal had a great story. Yeah, that's what I'm comparing yeah. it to. The Ixal one was, was fantastic. Um, yeah. Just, just in the number, just in like getting the Heavensward teasers through the, the Ixal storyline, I was like, oh, yeah, so much and on top of that, just um, on top of that, it was just a well put together story. Like it wasn't the same story as everything else, where it was, yeah. you know, oh, we're the good Amalja, you're the bad Amalja. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And this is kind of the same thing. We're the good Vanu, they're the bad Vanu. You know. So I. So think, you think the Nath is going to be more the same? But the Nath, it already but, but is. The, but then the way that the Nath struggle. That struggle is a bit different because the Vanu were just tribes that were cast out. They're like, I don't want to swear myself to Ravana. This isn't just Ravana. This is an overmine. This is this is a colony. You know, this is like, mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's it's a lot more complex for that mm -hmm. reason. Just because it still seems simple to me. 
I mean, these are the these are the NAT that were cast out that that were kind of rebelled against the uh, hot mind. I wouldn't say rebelled, but well, I rebelled against the overmind, and that's the, the thing. Overmind, for, for once, it's not about it's not about versus a primal. It's about literally a link that is created at birth by yeah. them. To, it's like to, a psychic link. Yeah, like a. Psychic here's, link. here's here's the way I think about it. Have have either of you watched much uh, Star Trek TNG? No, but I've I've played all the StarCraft games. They have an overmind and they have <laughs> And I think I know where you're going with uh, this. Yeah, fine, 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 similar thing. Yeah, or, so I'm thinking Sly knows what I'm talking about. So Mike can just shut up while we talk exactly. about the, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Mike. Um yeah, I'm thinking of the Borg, right? And uh and you remember there were a couple of episodes where you got uh people like escaping from the Borg. Mm -hmm. and trying to come to terms with this idea of describing themselves in, in the singular rather than in the collective, which is something that we see in, uh, in the, the main scenario quest when we're talking to the Nath. Um, the thing with the Borg is that uh, another character actually takes advantage of that, of that weakness whilst they're trying to kind of develop some independence and sort of manipulates them into, you know, some sort of political military agenda so i can't help but wonder and it would be a really interesting story is that if we see something similar here if we see uh another person stepping in and trying to sort of manipulate the uh the non-mind maybe the dragons are i don't know ethos you don't see what the fuck mike is doing to you right now what is he fucking doing he, he made you super saiyan you see, this is this is bullshit. This is bullshit. When when we can't see his camera and he can see ours and we can't see the fucking stream, that's just fucking no, handicap. That's, that's what that's what you that's what you get for telling me to shut the fuck up. You're 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 you've you've promised that you're gonna do a thing with me in the next couple of weeks. Giggity. And you are fucked. I know, but I want to be. <laughs> I shouldn't have, you know what they say? You never don't don't bite the hand that feeds you. And I'm the host right now, so that's as far as it goes. Mm, <laughs> don't bite the yeah, all right. the power. Mm, mm. All right, I'm the overmind. That's what I'm. Just I completely derailed me there. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh man, you're talking about the Nath. You're talking about the Nath and the overmind with Star Trek. All right, fine. I'm 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 done. Yeah, you don't watch Star Trek, Mike. Yeah, I don't, oh, I, I, yeah if don't. you don't watch Star Trek, you're fired from your own fucking show. All right, look, you ready for this? Look, look, I can just leave my office. All right, there, see you, buddy. Yeah, there we go. Go, uh, go have a nap. Go have a later. nap. Later. There we go. <laughs> I, I, left my, I left my office, guys. There. Oh, oh you look finally. Would you look at that? I'm back in my office. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I finally. Forgot. I, forgot to, I forgot to pack my cactus. Anyway. Uh, so, all right. So, okay. So, we, are we done with the nap? Yes. Yeah, okay. fine. We're done. We're done. Are, no, are <laughs> we? With the like, nap in the Borg. With the, with, the Star, with the Star Trek thing, is there anywhere else you want to take it? No, is there, is there anything you're thinking with the whole, the whole StarCraft thing and the fact that you've got the, the same sort of hive mind? Because it's a pretty, you know, it's a thematically fairly common thing, right? Yeah, it's usually some sort of, it's usually some sort of like very primordial race that uses it. They're just all linked, either insect-like or just like, like beasts and with the zerg mm -hmm. it was it was something that was explored a lot back in um back in the brood wars in starcraft mm -hmm. where you know they had an overmind and when the overmind was destroyed you know then all of the all of the units just scattered everywhere and they needed to come yeah, back together under, to yeah yeah so 
it's almost like this link is probably like as much as they want to separate themselves from it they probably at the same time uh can't get away from it like it, mm-hmm. and that's kind of alluded to at the end where uh they're they're saying they're not truly separated from the overmind and uh that's yeah. probably going to be a big thing that's probably it's probably very similar to uh when the sylph were trying to take the non-tempered sylph and force them to be tempered and then they managed to get away to little solace so and you think you think that the hive mind are going to want them back? They're going to want the non mind. I think they're going to at this point I, want the non mind. I don't think back. so. I think I think the the implication is that they've been cast out. Is that yeah, they're they, exiled. There's no chance of going. Yeah, back. that's the thing. Yeah, is that is that they haven't walked away from it? They've been exiled. They're not they're not wanted. Whereas but, with the sylphs, they they sort of removed themselves from it, and yeah. um and the the tempered sylphs were trying to were trying to touch them. Or unless we get something like a seven and nine or something like that. I mean, but if they start assisting the dragons, you're going to all of a sudden have all these Nath that know everything there is to know about the dragons, and are they better? Are they better left alive, dead or alive? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do hope that they involve the dragons, uh, just so we can learn more about the Dravanian culture and, and stuff like that. I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah, I, that's really. If they wanted to do that, then they would make they would make the. Javanians, they, their own beast drive. Oh, they could still do that. This they're could they're be, still this, going to this do could that. tease into that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason they can't do both. Yeah. yeah. All right, so next on the list after the uh, Nath, because the, the other previews, like the Sephiroth preview, it's like, uh, you know. We're oh, talking, yeah, we're we're going to cover all that. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in, like, their own segments, whereas the Nath kind of are an isolated incident. Um, but the name of the patch, Gears of Change. Now, changes. <laughs> Thanks, thanks. That's great. So, Gears of Change is something they said has an insane amount of meetings. It's 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 not just like Gears makes you think Alexander. Then they show us mm-hmm. this art that I'm going to pull up in a second. Then you know that the story has got certain things going on. Like Gears of Change is literally like every patch feels like it's the Gears of Change. I don't understand how this patch is Gears of Change even more so. Like, what's going to change more this patch than has changed in almost every other patch? What's the thing that we we have to assume that if they're putting the word change in there, that it's going to be a bigger change. And and I can't help but feel like this is going to be another uh, sort of equivalent of before the fall. You know what I mean? Which is pretty crazy. I mean, actually, you know what? So early on, though. But here's the thing. It's not that early. It's not that early only because, I mean, here's the thing. We know we're still going to patch 3.5 before the expansion. Right. But, yeah. they ha- but they've been alluding to that the Dragon Song War is going to reach its climax in 3.3. And then 3.4 yeah. and 3.5 obviously must be leaning more towards Alamigo. Or if, that's yes. where, if that is where we're going next, I should say. Um, yes. But the change that we got was probably not the change we expected because the first thing they showed us with Gears of Change was this artwork right here and i don't think any of us would have guessed right at first glance who it was in the picture but luckily they Speak told us yourself. i don't know i didn't see but i mean i could i could kind of see it in like the bangs look at it yeah 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 That's you about can it. see it i was like and i'm colorblind so don't say she's blonde asshole oh yeah that's true yeah that's a good point mm. but this is uh this is a picture of minfilia and it is an artwork of her, what seems to be kind of tangled in, and I, I'm going to assume that's Heidelin. It doesn't look like a dark enough crystal to be anything other than Heidelin. It's Heidelin, but yeah. it's got, it's got, 
yeah, it's tattered and it's got, um, you know, we see like corrupted crystal strands off the dollar and stuff like that. It's got, yeah. a, it's got sort of aspects like that. She's in, she's in a pretty sorry state by the looks of it. And you'll notice that um, she's actually got crystal wrapped around her arms and legs, mm-hmm. sort of binding her, which is interesting and um, immediately makes me think of what we saw of uh, Minfilia when she was kidnapped by Nabriales in Before the Fall. Why are you saying she's in the bondage? Yeah, she's in the uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, dude, Minfilia, are you kidding me? There's a reason <laughs> why people call her Milfinia, Milfina. There's a reason why people call her that. <laughs> she's not old enough. I know, she's but that's, like, what pe- that's what people call her. I'm just repeating uh, what I see. In- so I'm just listen. I'm just uh, I'm just telling you what I see in Gilgamesh shout chat. Okay. But after so, there's there's one thing you like you've always said about Menthilio that she she's kind of like Professor Xavier. Why do you yeah. see her? Why do I see her like that? Yeah. I just I'm just because she's got a, a much stronger connection to the crystal. Uh, than anyone else in terms of uh, the echo. She's, she's the most gifted of pretty much anyone. She, she's not like the students of Baldes, but they've had all of this training and all of these, uh, these sort of things for them to help them. Um, she just went out on her own and she built this organization uh, gathering other people with the echo and she sort of worked it out for herself. She, she, basically founded the Aeosian X-Men. That's what we are. We're mutants. And I can agree with you there. I see her more as like a prophet or kind of like in religious sense, the Metatron. She, mm. I see her in a way speaking for Heidelin. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, isn't, and it, isn't it interesting that she's basically looking like she's crucified here? And then yeah, I was going to come to that. She like, she's, she's Jesus. Yeah, I was, I was going to say in like maybe in possibly the distant future, um, she might become a conduit of sorts for Heidelin, possibly mm-hmm. Zodiac with her being the damsel in distress with the, um, with the whole Nabrialis thing and this, um, mm-hmm. plus the corruption in the crystal in, in the artwork. So it's possible that she could be um, a conduit of darkness, maybe, in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't believe you wrote, who's laughing now, motherfuckers, in the notes. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I just read that well, now. When I first said it, guys, you guys thought it was so stupid. You are like, are you I fucking think it kids? was that Explain stupid. It like- Three times, you know. I we, we can. No, I'm not going to make you do that editing. I was gonna. I was gonna say go back and show a clip. I'm like, I don't even know what episode that was. Fuck that. I was probably um, the last episode you were on. No, it was. It was like ages ago. It was. It was like nine months ago. Um. Anyway, Listen, anyway, what, Professor Charles Xavier, it's you right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you see, I prefer. I prefer that over um, uh, Heisenberg. Okay, over Heisenberg. Okay, and Moon Man. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I prefer yeah. that over Moonman. <laughs> Moon yeah, and I had a really easy joke lined up for Moonman too. In this case, that's good. All right, <laughs> all right. So we were kind of just also talking Fuck's about sake. before. <laughs> After talking about the Minfilia art, we're talking about how this whole thing is going on with Minfilia, and this is obviously within the War of Zodiac and and all that. But yeah, we we're, we're supposed to be getting towards the climax of the Dragon Song more with three point mm-hmm. two and three point three, and. While there's definitely some text to allude to, which I'll let Ethis read in a second, I I feel like there's not there's been like almost no focus on what's actually going on with the with the with the Dragon Song War. Other than the you, little you mean just in the previews, other yeah, than just this? In, like other than this other than this text, like the like obviously 
there's a, one or two things, but I feel like there's so much more focus on. I guess maybe it's just our own personal interest is Minfilia and the Dragon Song. Uh, no, I'm sorry, in the conflict with Zodiac and the conflict with Urian J. I feel like there's in the mm-hmm. Anti Tower. Like there's so much more mystery wrapped in that than it seems with the Dragon Song War. Because I think we all just know we're gonna get the big bad in the end. Yeah, the Dragon Song War is pretty straightforward at this point. But also, I can't, I can't help but feel like the lack of detail they've given us on the main scenario quest means that they're planning to drop a bomb on us. Yeah. Well, why don't you we, read the? We got uh, no hints about um, very much of, of the the bombs that we saw in uh, Before the Fall. Anyway, I'll, yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it for you. So, uh, just the the text we've got for the preview: Truth, Peace. Reformation. These were the keys to Ishgard's salvation, so believed Sir Emmerich, acting ruler of the Holy See. However, not all shared in his dream, and in his headlong rush to unite man and dragon once more, those still bound by the fetters of the past, rose up to defend their nation against the forces they feared would destroy it. Yet change, that great inexorable wave, was upon them, and soon all of Ishgard would bend to its will. So we've already seen a lot of this, haven't we? That literally sounds like 3.1's plot, and then at the end it's like, so what's going to happen in 3.2? Find out in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Like, that's basically Mm. what it sounds like at the end of this whole thing. Well, the interesting thing for me about 3.1 is that we did get, like, stirrings of revolution, but for me they were coming from the wrong direction. I was expecting... So the big big, um, reveal for the people of Ishgard, right, that their, their class system is based on the fact that the high houses are supposedly descended from the knights of Thornton, direct descendants, and everyone else are just, uh, you know, peasants. What we found out, the way that um, the, the dragon blood functions and the way that it can transform uh, any Ishgardian uh, means that they actually all have part of Radatoska's blood. So every single member of Ishgard uh, Ishgardian society is descended from the 12th. So that basis for their class structure is completely, completely gone. Yeah. So I was expecting the first thing to happen is the people down in the room say, hey, hang on, there's actually no reason for you people who are supposedly better than us to be standing up there and us down here. Yeah. Um, but that's not what happened in 3.1. In, in 3.1, we got the clergy were the ones uh, making noise. So, and they seem to be implying that again, it's, it's, more about the people that don't want things to change that are causing a problem more than the people that do want things to change. So I think that that's really interesting. And, um, and I really wasn't expecting that. So what, what do you you guys think? I mean, go ahead. I just think, I I don't think there's any reason for the people of change to be rising up because the person in charge of Ishgard right now is one of the people who wants change the most. There's Mm. like, they kind of, isn't there still a, um, kind of an election of sorts for the clergy? Yes, there is, and and he wants to maintain the the class system uh, because ba- basically what happens if you uh, sort of disassemble the way Ishgardian society works is that they're not going to be able to hold a, a defense against Nidhogg, and the whole fucking thing is going to be a shambles. They're going to end up with a civil war and riots and and all that crap. So he's basically putting uh, everyone in a state of emergency. So yeah. I think there's there's a there's really two civil wars on um, two fronts. One, the highborns mm. versus the lowborns, which really is null and void because everybody's highborn now, even though the highborns are still acting like they still run shit. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, and then there's the whole war with the clergy and their treachery at, that we saw at the end of 3.1. And that's what kind of confuses me, which 
which fire do you put out first? The clergy or the one the one that's actually burning? Well, I think we're putting out the clergy fire with the scholistica. I think that that's where that's going. And they're both what? fucking burning, Mike. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I no, I think that the the clergy one is burning a lot more than the other one. You think so? With I the so. with the scholistica? Because to me, the scholastica didn't really point out anything. It, all that, all that's uh, foreshadowing that is the. It was addressing. Uh, it was, addressing, uh, it, it was basically it's addressing. It's addressing the future of the clergy. Yeah, I didn't see anything else from it though. The um the the way I see the scholastica questline at the moment is it's basically alluding to the the sort of Renaissance Reformation, mm -hmm. uh, the the you know Protestant Revolution. Um, I think that that's where we're going to deal with the clergy and how the clergy kind of move forward and survive without uh, having to throw out, out all of those old ideals. I feel like the main scenario quest should be focusing more on the, um, on the kind of politics. You know what I mean? But then again, then again, even, <coughs> even the scholastic is dealing with the whole highborn versus lowborn. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Issue. So yeah, I, guess, I guess that could yeah. probably be the biggest fire, if, if any, the overshadowing fire over the smaller one. How about um, how about this? We already okay. So the clergy, we took care of that in three point one. Mm -hmm. Three point two will deal with the issue of the people down below, and the scholastic kid Hildebrand can fix the rest of what's what's going on over there. Okay, he can fix the rest of the problems. He's not, not Briardian, gentle. Yeah, members. we'll we'll go into the warrior of darkness and and be like, oh Hilde, oh you're here. All right, yeah, you got this. You've no, got no, it. see, yeah, let Hildebrand handle all the problems at the scholastic kit. Yeah. He's got it. Him and Nashu, no problem. Godbird if needed. <laughs> Gilgamesh too, he can go, and uh, we can have the battle at the we can have the battle at uh, the tall tower, whatever the fuck Ishgard. Battle is. at big castle. Battle at big castle. There you go, and we can fight, <laughs> and we can fight him inside the vault. How about that? Yeah. That's, a, that's a real deal. I want to fight him in the anti tower on like an upside down bridge, <laughs> and we fight upside down. Yeah, and he's got eight legs rather than eight arms. Okay, what is he? What is he a spider? Sure, why not? That's why not? Why the fuck not? <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess the only thing, like, the only screenshot I really see, because they talk about Gears of Change, they, the entire thing is about Ishgard, and yet, mm -hmm. like I said, most of the screenshots and pictures are, have nothing to do with Ishgard, <laughs> except for one picture where Thancred and one of the uh, sons of the Sons for Tom is uh, fighting. Which one is it? I think it's a monoling. Yeah, I, I thought at first that it was Atwarel when I first saw it, but... Um... Amanalane at the end of 3.1 had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, as we're talking about the class system, he, he, he uh, Atwaro was talking about how he wanted to destroy the class system and how it was, you know, disgusting and, and based on, on falsehood. Um, Amanalane isn't quite so mature. He wasn't, he wasn't down to clown with that idea. So I think that it's him having some disagreement with Thangrid. Yeah, I wonder what Thanker like. Thanker's not usually one to get involved with stuff like that, though. He's the. I mean, maybe I guess being out. By the way, I never fought and, that bear. And it's ironic that yeah, uh, you didn't, did you? <laughs> it's ironic that uh, Monolane and uh, Thanker sort of have the same uh, or a similar personality. Well, before Thanker went all you know, yeah, sure, caveman on us. But yeah, they they kind of have a similar had a similar personality. Like they're both kind of playboyish of sorts, and. Yeah, it's interesting to see them at odds uh, mm. now more than ever. I guess Thancred has had a change of heart with his whole experience in the Forelands, maybe? I think Thancred has just dropped the bullshit. 
Thank, Thancred has always been this very kind of, uh, you know, honourable, concerned, but, but um, he always puts on this, this front of being, uh, you know, uh, lethargic and happy-go-lucky and a womanizer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's really just a, it's just a front, you know what I mean? Whereas I think the experience that he's had, at least the way we saw him in 3.1, it makes it look like he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm, I'm done pretending, you know, this is what I am, this is what I'm about. He's a pirate. Well, well, he has an eye patch, so obviously he's a pirate. Obviously. Maybe that's how that works. Why didn't he go on Void Arc? Because he's not a sky pirate, he's a regular pirate. Come on, yeah, you Sly, don't ask... Don't, <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, don't ask dumb questions. <laughs> this guy takes it to the next level. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite part of all the previews, my favorite picture was probably uh, Alphano looking at two mugs. Yeah, and that is so, so loaded. I mean, that instantly I was like, all right, Alphano and Alizé, they're going to be sitting down, they're going to be having a powwow about what the fuck Grianger is up to. And perhaps you were insisting that, that it was um, Philia the first time yeah. in the library has been Philia, and we both told you, no, nah, dude, it's Alizé. And you're like, no, nah, that's too obvious. But you know what? Sometimes it is. It is just too. <laughs> Sometimes it's just too obvious. <laughs> it's definitely Alizé that he's having. So uh, I think, and they they haven't they haven't. Uh, well, obvi- yeah, no, no. no I, I was going to say they haven't spoken since two point but obviously there's a whole thing in the final coil. But, but that uh, never happened. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. That's off the books. No one's yeah. talking about that. That never happened. Yeah. So as far as most people are concerned, this is a, a them being reunited after you know four years. Ah uh, man, that's a lot of time. Wait a minute. It's been that long in the story since two point I think it's supposed to have been about four or five years since the beginning of two point Yes. I don't think it's been nearly that long. Midphilia hasn't grown that much. You've been like, <laughs> you've been measuring her. You've got like screenshots from every patch, and you're like doing the boob. Well, I mean, here's like, the thing: nah, when Fly- still, still too young. She, like, she hasn't been eaten, Mike. She hasn't well, been eaten. Well, let's, let's look at this. Five she years, ain't been eaten because you have to remember that um, the calamity happened five years ago, and we saw five years of change very clearly. Yeah, we didn't see five years of change in anyone. In this, in the time that we've been gone, other than Alphano had his voice actor fucking changed, and now he sounds like he went yeah. through puberty. I, I, I don't know. I, they haven't, they haven't actually mentioned the the time period. Koji, why don't you ever answer this shit? Exactly. <laughs> I, he answered like three fucking questions in the Q and I was like, dude, come on, come on. But oh, so you're saying I was, it was good. I fell asleep. Uh, no, it was no. shameful. It was no. shameful. You should be ashamed. Okay. Um. But what um in this little scene with the two uh, mugs, what do you think they're going to talk about? Because well, they're, going to, they're going to talk about the fact that Alize overheard this conversation with Uriah mm-hmm. Jane Elizabeth, and uh, basically it's going to be putting uh, the the scions on the same track as we as players having seen that scene for ourselves. Is that they're going to have knowledge of that scene now, so and this they're is- going to be suspecting that Uriah uh, Jane is is up to something. Uh, nefarious and that he's gone to the dark side or whatever, which Sly, you and I both know is absolute bullshit. Yeah. It could still happen. <laughs> it could happen. I mean, any, anything could happen. But um, I'm just, I'm really excited to see Alizé coming back into the main scenario. She's one of my absolute favorite characters. 
Um, but it's and, kind of a turn of events from 2.0 where she was our she was our coil correspondent. Now she's not going to have anything to do with Alexander. I, I mean, wonder if she's going to like wink at us and be like, "Yeah, it's been a while." <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Kept you waiting, huh? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, she's going to pull a snake. Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. See, that's this is why I think the Dragon Song War has like no grounds at all. Is because this shit just seems so much more. Uh, two fucking mugs was more exciting than the entire preview of the main scenario on the loads. <laughs> and see, well, and that just the, makes me that makes me think that we're not going to see that much of the Dragon Song War. It's going to be about the Anti Tower. It's going to be about the Warrior of Darkness. It's going to be about Minfilia. We're going to go and resolve the Dragon Song War in three point three. What what are the Dravanians doing? Nanhog's asleep. No, he, and, he, uh, he got up and flew away. And you got to remember the last, the last little scene of 3.1. I have the exact words here from, um, what's her name? V. Vidofnir, thank you. No, nobody said anything. Uh, Upon returning to our lands, Nidhogg's shade did sing unto, our, unto his brood, and they for skies unknown did then take wing. So they'd gone somewhere. We yeah. now is that is that somewhere we don't know or somewhere they don't know? No, they definitely know where they're going. They've just gone. They've just gone for a smoke. That, I think that that's <laughs> just a, that's just a narrative device to say, hey, look, we've got a patch where we can deal with some other shit because Nidhogg he's not an AOS here at the moment. He's fucked off and preparing for three point three. Right. I still I'm still of the idea he went to go get the remaining brother or sister. That is. You think he's going to get Fafnir? Fafnir? What about Shinryu? Well, Shinryu can't show up before Omega. They show up at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll 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 come to that. Omega Omega will be coming. I reckon three point five. I know. And I, and for, like for everybody saying in chat, he's not going to free TMI, even though free TMI. Free TMI. No, no, TMI, no. I'm still he, of the he, idea that TMI, TMI. I'm still of the idea that Garleans are going to get a hold of her. I'm still of the idea that the Galleons uh, getting a hold of the, uh, the Azaslar tech is going to be the only thing that can motivate her to sort of you know, find a new lease on life. And it's going to be the thing that ultimately resolves the war and gets the Ishgardians and the Dragons fighting together, which is what I've been saying since 3.0. So Tiamat's going to be the turning point of the war. Um, I mean, she could be. I think she's going to stay exactly where she is. But um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be talking to her some more. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely we're definitely not done with her. So, moving on from the Dragon Song War because it seems Square Enix already has. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty salty. I was looking forward to the Dragon Song War, and I've I've not been satisfied on that front. I'm satisfied with the other stuff. I'm even satisfied with Alexander more than I'm satisfied with this fucking Dragon Song War. Mm. But we'll talk about Alexander in a little bit. So let's talk about the the two dungeons. We have the Lost City of Amtipur and the Anti Tower. So, uh, as he has with the previous two segments, Ethos, why don't you read to us the preview text for the uh, Lost City of Amdapur hard mode? All right, here we go. So, following the defeat of Diabolos, the unnatural pole choking the crumbling city of Amdapur was lifted and tranquility restored to the Twelveswood, or so it had seemed. When the heroes entered the ruins, however, they had scarce begun consigning the stones to the forest when their elemental allies fled in a sudden panic. By the spirit's agitated whispers, did the seed seers learn that a daunting and hostile presence yet lingered 
within Amdapur's mouldering walls. Unable to complete their ritual of cleansing, once more have the Pajals called upon your aid. Once more must you delve deep inside the ancient city's husk and purge its withered heart of an unknown evil. So it's unknown, so we can just move on, right? Spoopy. Spoopy. Uh, what, what do you guys think it could be? I don't know. I mean, we know. I think there's still going to be some void scent left in there um, yeah. in the wake of Diablos leaving. I don't know who the central figure is going to be. I don't know who it possibly could be. Um, mm -hmm. uh, people were saying it was going to be, um, say it. Hey, hey, Sly, Edda, use your words. Edda, yeah, thank you. Um, Edda, yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be Edda. I don't think it's going to be Edda. I don't think it's going to be Edda. No, I don't think it is, but God, I hope it's going to be Edda. Well, didn't they say we're going to be getting more story about Edda and Avir at, uh, <laughs> at the live letter? Didn't they say that? Yeah, yeah, but they said at some point. Yeah, at, at some, some point. point. But that, that, I mean, that to be fair, that leaves it open, and we already know she's already got the spoopy story. The thing yep. is, mm -hmm. I, I don't see Diablo's clearing out and then her just walking in there. And then... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hey, yeah. we're going to have another wedding. Yay. Yeah, she's going to have a reason. No. Um, um, the alternative is that, we're, I mean, we're still dealing with like War of the Magi stuff. Could it be that um, that this is a weapon of the Andapori? It's uh, it's probably that this was something that they actually designed. Because uh, Diablos was summoned inside of the city to tear it apart from the inside. Mm. Whereas... I still, I'm still not convinced about that. You still think the Amtipori could have used it and then just fucked it up? And then he could have yes. just tainted everything? Yeah, I, I think that um, because the, the, whole, the whole flood, right, the whole deal with that was that the elementals were punishing the Amtipori for their abuse of magic. And I can't help but think that um, the Amtipori were looking at the Belladine, oh, sorry, not the Belladines, the uh, Miachi, and saying, oh, hey, voice and magic, that, that works pretty well, it's pretty potent. And then they tried to do something similar to, you know, what the Allegans did using primal psych power shit, is that they're like, hey, we can summon a voice and we can use it to weaponize something. And that was what the Tower of the White was about. And, uh, and it sort of went wrong and destroyed them in their hubris, which is, again, what Final Fantasy is all about. And the Elementals went, you know what? Fuck off, you're done. You know, I have a really strange feeling that the boss down there, I, I had a feeling it was an Amdipori weapon. Um, mm. I actually have a feeling for some reason that it's going to be, do you know what the model of Atma slash Ultima weapon is in Final Fantasy VI? It's like this, uh, it's like this four legged yeah. beast. That, yeah. 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 yeah, I, have yeah. A, I have a feeling we might be seeing Atma weapon down there. Just call him Atma or something like that. I don't know why. I just have a feeling That'd that like he's because he's got magical conduits and shit on his neck. I don't know. I, I, I just have a feeling it's something Amdipurian. It's not it's not void related. I think there's void stuff down there, but I don't think it's another void beast. The only other option yeah, is for I think it's Amdipori. Because we know we know so little about the Amdipori. Mm -hmm. I mean we we we, are, we were only just introduced to the Miachi a couple of months ago, we already know more about them than we do about Amdipor or Nim, which we've known about since before 2.0. So. And Atomos is another guest we're getting pretty often in the chat. Although Atomos has had, Atomos's best appearance has still been in 1.23. Like, we saw Atomos, yeah, exactly. We've seen Atomos. We've seen, yeah, we saw Atomos in um, Labyrinth. In Labyrinth. We saw him again in the World of Darkness. Yeah. And we actually fought Atomos Prime, but I don't know that that really counts as fucking Atomos. No. 
Like I don't I don't buy that for a second. After what he did back in 1.23 where he absorbed all the ether out of the crystals, like mm. I don't know if I can believe that the world of darkness Atomos we ran into is really like the be all end all Atomos. Mm. Mm. And then maybe it's anima. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. What about Sorry, yeah, wait, 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 wait. I want to be the head of the anima. That's what I want to what, say. What's going on with Ferdiad, by the way? He's he's Amptopori, I guess. Void a void sent something. That's a that's a good guess. That's now, good, I, I can I can agree with that one a little bit. Ferdiad, I think, is gonna show up again as part of the, the whole Miachi quest line, just given the association between him and, and Kahulan, um, is that they both trained under Skathak. So he's going to show up, show up in Void Arc more than likely. Yeah, I think he's going to. I think if he's going to make an appearance again, it would make sense for it to be somewhere in that storyline. He better make an appearance again after that little laugh at the end of the loss. Yeah. Uh, at the end of Amdapur Hard. Yeah, that was that was very telling. All right, so, so it might be him. It might be him. All right, so we've got a little bit more information about Amdapur. What about the Anti Tower? That's the oh. other dungeon, and this was a this is probably one of the best aesthetic looking dungeons I've seen since the vault. It looks amazing. Yeah, since the um, since, so, since um, was yeah, So Ibsen's like, Castle or Memoria? We're coming to that. We're coming to that. So just saying, just saying. Well, it says, <laughs> in all creation, what greater mystery could there be than the fate of this very star now to make it clear when we talk about the star we're talking about high we're talking about the planet not the solar system um to sound the deepest depths to study the ethereal sea itself for these purposes and more was the anti-tower built abandoned by her charlene caretakers following the exodus it has since been overrun by the magical guardians they left behind yet were one blessed with her gift to brave these dangers and descend to the furthest reaches to hear, feel, think at the heart of this world, what would they find? Minfilia. Minfilia. Ooh. <laughs> Glad we were there. I mean, I, I'm like, we're going to either, either we're going to find Minfilia here or Minfilia is going to send us here. Like mm. somewhere in that time frame, either one's going to happen, but I think we're going to find Minfilia here. Yeah. I think that's likely. You you made the point, uh, Sly, that it looks that what we've seen of it so far it looks a lot like Ibsen's Castle and looks a you lot know, like uh, Memoria yeah. from Final Fantasy Nine. Can you can you give like a thirty second summary of what those are for people who've never played Final Fantasy Nine? God, God, you're making me. You're taking me back. Uh, get happy to do it because I I haven't played Nine in like ages, but I remember. Well, good the news! Past. It came out on iOS and Android today, but not fucking Steam. And it was like, is it seventeen dollars? I think. I don't know. Oh fuck it! It's gonna yeah. be a fucking iOS port again, like all the old school. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started on Steam ports. Jesus. It's been it's been fucking ages since I played. Uh, all right. But I do. I do. I do remember that. Um, Ibsen's castle is kind of upside downish. Yes. It, it, it's it's uh, like an um, it's like an Escher painting. Uh, it, yes, it, it, exactly. it almost is like an Escher painting. Like if you've ever seen an Escher painting, um, stairs are going every which way, and like the entrances and exits are going, are, like everything's flipped upside down. And then, yeah. um, God, I can't. I'm trying to think of Memoria uh, because there was one screen that looked exactly like Memoria. Um, What's Memoria? What was the story behind it? Happy? Do you remember? Uh, no, I'll tell you when I get Steam. When I get Final Fantasy Nine on Steam, though. Okay. 
Um, well, Memoria, when you, when you look at like the backgrounds and stuff of Memoria, it's sort of going out into the void. Um, and there's something very similar here is that we, we seem to be, we have platforms like going from the bottom of the tower. Well, I guess the, the inverted top of the tower, um, into the ethereal sea, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, Ibsen's castle in Final Fantasy nine, I believe it was built, uh, to sort of provide like a, a, a means of connecting to disparate worlds. So, what I think the Charlanes have been trying to do is create a physical space where they can sort of enter that ethereal sea that we see in our echo cutscenes with Heidelin. Um, they want to enter that space. Now, we've talked a lot about, um, particularly related to uh, the fall of Dalamud. We've talked about how the damage it did uh, interrupted the, the sort of ethereal streams going through the land, these, these sort of ethereal rivers underground. Um, and the, that's why, one of the reasons why the land has had so much trouble uh, regenerating itself. I think that what they've done is that they've identified one of these rivers and they've basically dug down into it and tried to create a, a sort of pseudo-numinal uh, space, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm where they can actually physically go to that place where we go when we have our echo visions. Oh. Um, so I think that that's what's going on. Um, I think that when, when they say people with Highlands blessing, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether they're talking about the echo or whether they're talking strictly about the blessing of light here. Which are um, two different things to be clear. Which are two different things. Um, Obviously, the echo is a prerequisite for the latter, but the blessing of light is something you have once you've collected uh, the the light crystals aspected to every base element. Uh, that's that what's constitutes now, the with that comparison. I actually went back. Um, Yasael slash Sheba, blessing of mm -hmm. light or echo? She has the echo, and she was sort of on her way to achieving the blessing of light. Okay. She was. She was at sort of the point that we were at maybe when we defeated Titan. Yeah. Okay. And then she hit ice and she was like, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <got> so <laughs> with, with the whole parallel to Final Fantasy IX, mm -hmm. they even said that we're going to see a, formal, a former Final Fantasy boss within here. Yes. So they did say that. Um, I, want, um, I want names. It's not Kuja. You want names? It's not Kuja. It's not Necron. Um, no, it's not Necron. I, I think it's going to be uh, Tahaka, who was the, the boss in mm -hmm. Final Fantasy IX in Ibsen's Castle One. originally, yeah. or possibly uh, Agares. With who, gargoyles. There have to be gargoyles there. There's going to be, oh yeah, there's definitely going to be gargoyles oh, in yeah. there. But, um, Agares was a fairly common enemy in Final Fantasy IX in Ibsen's Castle, although it mm -hmm. did only appear in Ibsen's Castle, I believe. Um, but it had a really unique uh, sort of design, the likes of which we've never really seen in Final Fantasy XIV before. So I think it would make a really great boss. It might not be, it might be a common enemy, it might not be there at all, but those, those are my uh, two guesses. I'm going to go even further and go towards the Memoria side and say mm -hmm. possibly Lich. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a few people guessing that. No. Uh, maybe Maliris. I want to say Hades, but I don't think it'll be Hades. Yeah, Hades was where my guess was going. From I, I'm not. I'm, I don't think it's. Gonna I be think Hades. this is a bad place to put him. 
but it was no, the it's first not. Thing it's not the void. Yeah. It's not the void. But I mean, Hades isn't necessarily the void. It's just and when I hear, when I hear Hades, I think the void. But like, it's not automatic that he's. Yeah. No. No. I, I I hear that. But it would be like, I I don't know. I think I think if we're gonna see Hades anywhere, it's gonna be as a as a very powerful void sense. Yeah. Um. All right, so we got that dungeon out of the way. Now the next one, and this is actually a place where I think I'm one of the few people who is somewhat happy with the opening to Alexander, but we have mm-hmm. the theories for the for Alexander Midas. Now, yes. um, I'm unfortunately going to have to skip through these all on day one. That being said, I will go back and watch them the first opportunity I get because yes, I want to know what the fuck is going on in there. Right. So, do you, do you have any do you have any theories about where you think it might go? Um, well, we know that it goes up to the other burden of the father because they show what literally looks like his other shoulder. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it looks like... So the big thing that I originally thought about Alexander was that he's got two arms. How fucking different could each arm be on the inside? <laughs> That's why I was like, we're going to just see recycled shit again. And well, it's again. like having two wings of a house, you know? They don't have to yeah. be the, right. have the same interior design. Yeah, and uh, although it does look like it... It takes a lot from it. It also looks mm-hmm. like it's more of... So, whereas the one arm looked like it was used for research, this arm looks like it's more for... the Like, residence. like residence. Yeah. yeah. For residence and for working class. That's what it looks like to me. So, so these were the... these. I'm thinking this is where the gobbies are staying within Alexander. This is where... I think this is where Quick Thinks and all the gobbies are staying right now. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm almost convinced Quick Thinks is going to be the final boss of, of the final four. I don't think they're going to save him for the core. I think at this point, we're going to finish off the Goblin influence, and the rest mm-hmm. is all going to be Alexander, like what Alexander actually has, his defense mechanisms for his core, and his core, and then he, he himself at his core. So, so what, about, what about the story? The story, so, so we have... I hate the way they did the story. They played the pronoun game way too much with the original Alexander story. That's my biggest issue with it. Him, you, them. Them. And it's like, so she obviously knew some dude who fucking worked with this fucking thing that the goblins have, and now they have a piece of it. Now the fucking, we have a piece of it, and they want the Knew someone who knew someone who had a dog who'd met someone who had a piece of something that someone else needed. It sucks because there's actually some pretty, a pretty decent introduction to the goblins and Alexander's story mixed around Mm -hmm. in there. It just sucks that it's mixed around in such like uh, a, a humble jub of friggin' just words. Yeah, well, first coil was like that. First coil didn't do anything. First coil was like, saw that cutscene. Yeah, that's it. That that cutscene that led you into this to this remake of this game. Good. You know that. Good. No story in the first one. Oh, what my granddad and he and him are here. Why? Okay, we're done. Hmm. Yeah. 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 What do, What do you think, Sly? Honestly, I don't know where it's gonna go. Um. It looked like. At, when I was watching the cutscene for it, it looked like there was Gordius again within Midas, or was that just Gordius? Well, Gordius not. is the is the name or of the knot, the knot. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I mean. Just oh, knot. you mean there's another there's another Gordius? Oh there's yeah, a, there's another knot. Okay, yeah. Why he, are there two knots? Because he has one for each arm. They're the power source of his arms, so he can move. Doesn't make sense that it's within Midas. Though. Do you have two shoulders? Here. I'm going on the lore aspect, though. Like, the Gordian knot it exists within Gordius. I get yeah. that. Yeah, and this is the Midan knot. Yeah. 
I don't know why that is, though. Um, it's just not a thing. Like, the mind knot's not a thing, so that makes no sense. I know, no I know. No sense. You're going, you're going way back. Maybe it's the Midas touch. I don't know. Just, that's it. That's what yeah, I'm... Um, well, one, we already threw out Kashyyyk because we see him in uh, Void Arc. I, I honestly think that once we get to the... Uh, we're going to uh, kill quick things in the final... We're gonna kill quick things in the final floor or whatever. Um, and he's gonna section. be and he's gonna be controlling a manipulator. <laughs> no. So you agree? You agree that we're gonna kill him this time around? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we all agree on that. What about um? What about this him? So we've been talking a lot about this uh, this party that tried to uh, summon Alexander three years ago. Yeah. It was incomplete. They don't have the whole of the codex. The, the goblins don't have the whole of the codex. We have a piece. Yeah, we have the final piece. We have, like, the missing mm -hmm. piece. Someone's after that. Someone else other than the goblins. And I think it's him, whoever him is. Um, and I suspect it's something to do with the Charlans. I, I, I can't help but feel like the, um, the Illuminati Codex, the Alexander that's sort of set out and designed the Illuminati Codex, was a, uh, a Charlene response to uh, Garland occupation. Yeah, when, they, was... when they saw the Garlands moving in towards Alamigo, they thought, hey, what are our options? They, one of their batshit crazy scientists was like, oh, I've got this big fucking moving fortress. It'll be sweet. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, everyone else was like, uh, yeah, we're not really all about that. So uh, we're just going to go home and uh, let the Garlands just do what they want. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's what the origin is. So I can't help but feel like this him is someone who was originally planning to mobilize Alexander for what I don't someone know. That, the one that Mide knows? Exactly. The one that Mide used to be associated with. Mm. For what purpose, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that the goblins are being uh, sort of unbeknownst to them manipulated by this this other person who's gonna who's gonna step in will we learn more about Mide's scar maybe that's the name of the knot <laughs> Mide's scar yeah <laughs> maybe her scar is named maybe her scar is named after the fucking might the Midas touch I don't know I think that whatever's gonna it's a happen stretch. no it's, it's a, a stretch so okay here's stretch. the things that I expect out of Alexander one I better not see a fucking liquid gold enemy I'm gonna punch him in the face if I see a <laughs> liquid if I see liquid gold I'm gonna punch someone in the face um, I don't want to see another Gobwalker. Mm. I don't want to yes. see the Oppressor 10.0 and the Oppressor 5.0. Oh, God. And I don't want to see the Manipulator 2.0. If and they if they reuse any uh, boss assets... They're going to use it as trash. Like, I, I but, we, but we're still getting Tim and Faust awesome fight. Great job. They're, they're, they're trash. Yeah. yeah. Wow, they're, 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 that, they're, they have they're feelings too, Ethos. I don't give a fuck about his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I expect to see Liquid Gold as a trash mob. Like when we go okay. through when we go through the industrial spot, I expect to see living li like tiny living liquids that are made of gold or some shit. Mm -hmm. I expect it. Mm -hmm. I just but better not see it as a boss. Yeah, if they reuse any of the boss assets, I'm gonna be so very very disappointed. But the bigger question: When are we gonna see the cheese? Well, Midas, Midas is gold, cheese is yellow, Ooh. and there's a city full of cheese. <laughs>
Oh, that's some Illuminati that's shit called, right the there. City of, it's, it's called the City of Cheese. Illuminati. It's like, the, it's like the Eldorado of cheese. <laughs> oh, I can see it coming. I honestly think Alexander's, when it, when all is said and done, Alexander's probably going to be a pretty good story. I still don't think it's going to match up with Muhammad. I just think that this whole him thing pissed me off so much. I was like, because the thing is, if it's him and it's not someone we already know, it has no impact on keeping it a secret. It's like, yeah, which which makes me feel like it it should at least be related to someone that we already know. So it it should at least be like a Charlene or something. It's Nero. It's, it's Alize. <laughs> it's, <been laughs> it's Nero Tolskiva. That would be that actually. Um, like I know I know you joke about that, but Nero would be all about that. Although he did throw away his little thing and they left us with that stupid cliffhanger for the Crystal Tower, which pissed me off so much. Yeah, but he said, he said that he's looking for something more powerful. He's always looking for something more powerful. Yeah. Um, just, just for the sake of power. And, and I don't know. I think, I think that if he found out about Alexander, he'd be all about that. Well, since you brought up Nero, I have to bring this up. And since people always bring it up, what about Gaius? He's no, Gaius. Bad. Gaius is a good guy. Gaius is going to be on our side. He's going to be helping us uh, break the Alamegan occupation. He's fucking dead, all right? Nope. <laughs> there's this, always this argument. Is Gaius dead or not? Is you cannot. You, there's nothing you could say or show me. You could show me, like, and his, his it would be the perfect. Head, and I it wouldn't would be believe. the perfect opportunity for him to show up within Alexander. It would be the perfect opportunity. Even though it wouldn't happen, wouldn't happen, just a perfect opportunity. You just sit him right at the top. Why is that perfect? For you, him, just him, you, just, you just want the image. You don't mean, you don't mean like story-wise. You just, 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 just want to see him. Like, <laughs> I just want to watch the world burn. That's all I want. Him controlling Alexander. Like, yeah. No, he's dead. He's fucking dead, he's dead. all right? He's he's dead. Yeah, he's fucking dead. There we go. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting question. So, like, law-wise, Alexander versus uh, Ultimate Weapon. What do you guys think? Alexander would beat his fucking ass, and he'd just step Divine on Divine Judgment. You think so? Divine Judgment. That's all it takes. Yeah, mm. have you ever, you've heard the song from Lil Jon where, where, you know, <laughs> he does, where he does the thing? Turn down for what? And then that's when he slams his hand <laughs> on to fucking... He's like, turn down for what? Dead. That's what. That's what Alexander would do. Yeah, Alexander's the drop, basically. Yeah, he's the I, drop. Yeah, I did. I did that at some point. I gotta post that to YouTube. Eventually. All right. Well, yeah, that, that's resolved. I'm happy with that. That's resolved. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, somebody asked me if the manipulator got put up against. How many Bahamuts would it take to beat the manipulator? Bahamut would destroy the manipulator. Why is that? Even We're talking about their in-game, like literally the level oh, 50 Bahamut oh, versus level 60 manipulator. I don't know. But I mean, law-wise, uh, Bahamut eats everyone alive except for maybe Thornton. Yeah, maybe. Although I guess Alexander. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people look at the sheer level. But Thornton's got a full party anyway, so he would take him down. Thornton's got a full party. Yeah, those those, and he's everyone the tank. Had full, everyone had a full party fighting Bahamut. No, he's saying. Well, I mean, Thornton's kind of hacks. He's he's got like almost. He's got like one and a half parties. He's got. Yeah. Extra members, so he's a bit. He's of a reserves. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's like Final Fantasy. It's like Final Fantasy twelve, where he can pull members in when they die. Like he's got. <laughs> All right. Next is probably, man. I sure hope I don't know the story to this. Sephiroth, mm -hmm. the fiend. 
mm-hmm. from the Warring Triad. We got a little preview of him too, and I'm surprised you didn't say you wanted to you wanted to read that preview really quick. Well, there's not really. I've got it here. Um, all right, Sephiroth the Fiend was a deity once worshipped by a tree-like race native to Mericidia. We've talked about this, before. but we didn't. But this is the first time we've gotten confirmation that you were right on that. Really? Yeah, they've never. They've we've speculated that. Oh yeah, they, right. That was that was my head cannon. I I sometimes get confused between head cannon and confirmed stuff. <laughs> He just he's just like I'm fucking always right. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 often right. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, blah blah. It's about blah, as blah, worse blah. as you have. I'm we'll always right. On the well, yeah. <laughs> right. We're, we'll find out our next day of the realm just how true that statement is. Yeah. Um, all right. So we beat the shit out of the uh, elegant forces. Ace of Junior and chuck him in as a slaughter. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, Thought and woke him up. Now. I can't help but feel like from the description from what we've seen of him and from the fact that he's not involved with the main scenario, that the impact that he's having is going to be nothing like uh, what you and I were hoping, Mike, as, as in being something similar to what the impact was in Final Fantasy VI. Where if one of them moves, it's the fucking end of the world. Yeah, and I, I don't think we're seeing that. I think, I think that this is purely just a setup for another three primals. One waking after the other, and all oh, they're going to do some bad stuff, and you have to get them before they get out. I don't. Again, if it was if it was part of the main scenario, I'd be like, yeah, you know, they're going to have some contribution. They're going to end up becoming a character, like you know, like Shiva sort of became a character. But now, now, do I you think we're going to uh, access Sephiroth right under like? Because I did a little bit of exploring. There, there's <laughs> there's a few places to access the containment bay already uh, on the map yeah. of Azasla. Yeah, and I'm thinking like. When I did my fish and chill and did my exploring, I was around the Warring Triad, and there was that door that's chained right, right underneath them. Is mm-hmm. that's one of the places? That's as likely an entry point as anywhere else. Yeah, but but to make it clear, it is in Azusla. It is still it's where he's woken up. We're in his bedchamber, effectively. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't gotten anywhere. He's woken up. He's breaking his chains, and we're straight in there. Yeah. Um, the big thing for me is we don't we still don't know shit about this little kid who's giving us these quests, do we? Yes, about Uno Calhai. I have. Well, a, I still I still think he's a little bit. I I don't know. I'm of the theory that he is because we're not going to get Kefka. Let's get real here. There's not going to be some fucking. No, there's not no. going to be some fucking imperial dude who's like, oh, oh my god, the Warring Triad. Let me just fucking do this real quick. Even though we're still getting next death, but that's the difference. So you think he's about the Warring Triad? You think he's the one that's going to be trying to use them? Yeah, I think that I think that us defeating them is us kind of uh, feeding him power in a sense. Because if we can, if if we bring if we bring them down, the difference between them is. And what's weird about the Warring Triad is they're very clearly icons. They're not standard. Like, we've, we haven't mm-hmm. yet been defined to us what the difference is between the real difference, not the fabricated difference between the Garleans, what an icon is versus what a primal is. And mm-hmm. the, the tree people are gone, and yet he still has a, he still has a physical form. I'm not convinced that the tree people are gone. You think, you think they're, they're, they're in the containment bay along with him? No, I think we saw a few of them in the, uh, in they, the Arboretum. I think the Biloco, who we saw in the last section of the Arboretum, they're those big tree people with the, they, 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 they got those white mage stubs, the ones with the face, the really weird white mage stubs. Um, they're, they're sentient. They're wielding weapons. They're sentient creatures. They are a beast tribe, the Biloco. Okay. Um, 
We know that a lot of the stuff in the Arboretum is from Mericidia and from various other parts of the realm. I'm fairly certain that they are the surviving progeny or, or they claim to be the progeny of Sephiroth. Mm. Well, I mean, what about the other two? Do you think the other two are from different races or, or do you think they're all three of the Warring Triad uh, worshipped by the tree-like race since they're all covered mm. in bark, they're all covered in moss? I think, I think they're all covered in bark and moss because that's an effect of uh, Sephiroth waking up is mm. that things mm. start to sprout and grow. I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if before the next ones wake up, we're going to get a minor patch where we see something else happening somewhere in Azaslar, which kind of hints at... What so you don't doing. think it's an actual time thing in regards to the statues, like the moss and everything? No, the statues are not literally the triad. Um, as some people have been speculating, I don't think they are. Um, I think they're just representations. They're, they're, that's sort of the showcase. That's the statue of, yeah, look at look what we fucking did. We caught these bitches. So you don't think they're, um, like, once we do defeat Sephiroth, that it, there's going to be some cheesy effect, like the, the Fiend statue will just crumble and break? Do you think that'll happen? I don't know if the statue will crumble. I mean, that's possible. That sounds like a very, like, Final Fantasy thing to do. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if, we see the the sort of moss and the the bark effect subsiding and some other effect replacing it as the next one begins to wake up yeah um i don't know i have a feeling that the warring triad's going to come because here's the thing we have the next three primals right we have 3.2 point three, 3.4 3.5 mm -hmm. is still kind of a mystery now we had odin before for 3.5 who i as much as he is an icon i barely consider him a fucking primal fight because of the no. nature of the way his fight was incorporated it was like yeah. hey we did this for fan fest here's a stronger version and like you know a few interesting story quests behind it but he wasn't an extreme primal like he was a different level i don't know i feel like in 3.5 we're gonna have the same deal we're not gonna get like a you know like a ravana or or a, or a sophia which is the goddess um yeah but we're probably we're gonna be fighting Kala, you reckon yeah well, i reckon we're gonna be fighting him and to even what makes me believe that even more is i can't help but notice that um kefka's wing is attached to the central tower of azasla yep and um, I have a feeling that that's going to be indicative of something that's going to happen in 3.5. Okay. What are you thinking? I'm just thinking that that... The, what the fuck is his name? Who? The kid. Uh, Uno Cowhai. Uno Cowhai. Uno Cowhai, yeah. That's, that's the one. Sounds like... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to try to harness their power and, you know, all at once and become this almighty figure like Kefka did. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. Yeah, especially because Kefka lived in a tower, like in the end of Final Fantasy VI. You had to go to his tower, which oversaw all things. So you don't. So you don't think we'll get, we'll get something like the Statue of the Gods? I think, like, yeah, we'll get something like the Statue of the Gods fight. It just won't be Kefka. It'll be this kid. Yeah, go. I could. I could get behind that. Yeah. It just and it doesn't help that it's literally at the very center of Azasla, which Kefka's tower was a tower that oversaw all of the world of ruin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can't help but think it. It's there. It's in my head, just like the X death thing is in my head, because of the fucking Baldessians. Like I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, I think I think you're probably on something there. To be fair. Yay! I got at the senpai noticed me. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so one thing... Okay, so there's a few other things we need to talk about. Those were all the previews we were talking about. Yep. But um, I know that you specifically stayed up for this, uh, at this mm -hmm. and that was the lore from the actual live letter and what they spoke about. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a few points here that uh, we've already covered. The main story, the dungeons. Uh, we don't need to mention them again. But there's a few things here that you specifically noted down that you wanted to bring up as yeah. discussion points. So, so from the Q&A... They started with that question that they always fucking start with is, you know, uh, what is the localization team? What do they do? And Koji's like, oh, we, uh, we localize, you know? That was a text shit. And we localize it. Next um, question. Next question. Uh, how long did it take to uh, localize patch 3.1 and 3.2? Uh, yeah, it took a really fucking long time. Next question. <laughs> anyway, we got a couple of interesting ones. Um, from the, the questions asked in the forums. The first was about the Garlands and what their third eye actually does, what it, what it kind of functions yeah. as. Yeah. Um, and the answer was basically, uh, as, as I guess you'd expect, it gives them sort of superior like spatial reasoning and depth perception and stuff like that. And it gives a, a sort of way of explaining, given that they don't have any magical affinity, it gives a way of explaining how they have this uh, sort of natural aptitude for uh, things like flying, and uh and you know handling complicated mechanical stuff and weaponry and basically they've got they've got this superior kind of physical perception in the absence of having that sort of uh, ethereal attachments and when i heard this answer i immediately thought like oh this is uh, if you ever played um uh tales from the borderlands this is reese's eye this is the eye that you know allowed him to kind of you know sense everything beyond his regular senses and access technology sure. Yeah. yeah, well, so when, whenever, whenever you see anyone with a third eye in, in you know, Tian history and in, in mythology, in, you know, any, any kind of fiction, it's always that sort of thing. It's either uh, their way of sort of seeing, you know, I, I think I described it as like the, the sort of ethereal equivalent of the, um, the infrared spectrum. They sort of see mm -hmm. things that are kind of there and not there at the same time. Um, but it seems to be mostly about that, that spatial reasoning and the depth perception and, you know, the way it kind of functions, um, for their Magitech affinity. Um, the next question was, uh, not a particularly interesting one, I think. So it was about, we, we called putting it in the show there. <laughs> Well, I, there's, there's a reason I included it in the show notes. So we talk about uh, the Tempered of a Freak being Tempered, right? Yeah. And the question was, well, what are they calling for the other primals? Because we know that... Drowned. Drowned. Um, we know that, uh, that Ramu's are the, are the touched. Yeah. And, um, and that's got nothing to do with him being a pedophile, by the way. Um, Maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, it, it is kind of weird that the Sylphs have got like an old man for their primal, He's isn't it? Than, like, yeah, well, mm, I don't know. Maybe it's just wise enough to fiddle with a cabbage. Um, <laughs> whoops. Um, anyway, so, so the question was, what are, what are the other ones? And um, the point that Koji Fox made, which was interesting, is that in the, in the Japanese, uh, they have the same term for, uh, for all of them. It's just... Tempered, and it literally translates as tempered. So it's just the tempered of Leviathan, the tempered of Free, the tempered of Ruru. Um, he didn't actually tell us what the other ones were, but people have got theories. I know... Um, the Frozen uh, for Shiva? Well, 
Yeah, there's that. Um, Anonymous Anonymous loves to talk about uh, the stoned of ah. of Titan, Titan. and uh, people getting blown by Garuda, which I knew that Sly would be all about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> hey, <baby. laughs> oh man! Um, so I was wondering if you guys had any ideas about that. Yeah, the, I mean the Frozen makes sense. <sighs> what about the what about Ravana's? Well, Ravana's the tut. Uh, no, uh, Ravana's uh, would be. Um, uh, oh, jeez, I don't know. The stepped on the, the something parasitic. Exactly, and I don't know many parasitic words. The stepped on the. That's not parasitic. Slot. The, They're the, the bugs. Infected, They're not something like that. The infected. The. Uh, no idea. Maybe yeah. it is just the hive mind. Maybe that's just... Maybe they're not like... They're just all part of... The thing is, Ravana and the Overmind are two very different things. Yes. So, Ravana's effect on the Nath... He has the same effect on the Overmind as he does on the Nath. So yes. he's a step above them. So, they can't all be just... They, maybe they are all just hive mind. Maybe it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't see why we need another term for it. Again, these, these are not terms that... The beast tribes use these are terms that the grand company is used to describe what's happening to these people. The one so. mind that people are saying is... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. The overmind, the hive mind, the non-mind, the one mind, all the minds. The, the point also made was that not all the primals do actually temper people. Is that Shiva doesn't, doesn't bother, doesn't have no. to. No. Um, Titan has no interest in tempering people. Uh, Garuda only tried to temper us when she failed to kill us. So again, she's not particularly interested in that. The only one that's really obsessed with tempering everyone uh, is Freet um, and Leviathan to some extent. And uh, Ramu has no interest in tempering anyone who's not a sylph. So Yeah, it seems like the tribes are more into it because they know what the end result will be, whereas the primal's like, I exist now. Okay. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, so, that, yeah, that was an interesting discussion um, going on. Again, Koji, Koji always does this thing where he never answers the question directly, but he sort of talks about things associated with what the question is addressing, so he gives us some really interesting stuff. And the, ne- the next question was like that as well. So the question was directly, um, are Ara born with their horns? Um Ow. And he, yeah, right, how? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. And he didn't, um, he didn't actually uh, answer that at all. And I think maybe- He got to around it, yeah. I think he was probably thinking the same thing. He's like, don't, don't talk about vaginas. Yoshi's right here. This, this, your your fucking job depends on this. Um, (laughs) What he did say, where are we? So he he talked about the Zayla tribes. And they wander around the north of Doma in a region uh, called the Plains of Azim. Azim being the Aura sun god. And there is absolutely no way that it's a coincidence that their sun god is almost exactly the same name as the Eorzean sun goddess Azima. Yeah. Which gives more fuel to... to but but not related in the, to the 12 in any way. No, not directly. The 12 aren't worshipped outside of Eorzea. My point is that they, they clearly have 
uh, a sort of historical connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is clearly some sort of bastardization of the other. And it's more evidence for the theory that the 12 never were kind of real gods. They're just old, you know, myths in the same way that the primals are. And here we have a, a different interpretation of the same myth by, by a different group of people. So that was really interesting. Um, the other one, yes. So Koji straight up tells us that the, the, the Azima and Azima might have been related in some way at some point of time. Um, he talked about the rain as well and the way they sort of, you know, settle in one place, unlike the, the Zaylas, the stuff we already know. But they had to um, move. Yeah, and, and they make up the majority of the RR refugees that were displaced. Right. Um, the final thing he hinted is that there may be other clans of Aura other than the Ren and the Zela, which to me means that there obviously are other clans. Yeah, there's not, there's not we'll, a might. Unless he's yeah. just leaving the door open in case they decide to do it in the future, but like... Yeah, but I think I think when Koju says that, even when he even it, it, when it is like a case of him opening the door, basically until we get a confirmation otherwise, I think we can treat that as canon. Is that there are other clans, mm-hmm. um, and that was that was basically it for the Q and A. There were hundreds of questions. There were lots of really really good questions I saw on the official forums, and um, honestly, every time what was that? But, but. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing. Every, every time they do a Q&A with Koji, they have this big, you know, repartee and, uh, and talk about what they had for lunch and, and all that crap for about 45 minutes. And they answer like two or three questions and they're like, oh, sorry, we're out of time, um, which really frustrates me. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And what we got was, was really good. So, Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's what they, it's, it's what they usually do. I just wonder oh, yeah. if... Yeah, because I was uh, Grindy literally took the words right out of my mouth. I was gonna say, if there's other, if there's other clans. There's other clans for the other races, I'd imagine too, right? Or yeah, well, the, the the Dusk White and the Wildwood, they were. I mean, Elzen were just Elzen mm-hmm. before the the War of the Magi. It was the uh, the Elzen being that they got forced into Gelmora that became the Dusk White, and um, the Wildwood. I'm pretty sure the Wildwood only took the name Wildwood. Uh, after um, they found Gridania. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely other clans. Um, I'm sure that if we run into any Lollifels that are still in the Ciudades, they'll have some sort of distinction from the Lollifels in Eorzea. The same with the Rogadans way up north. Um, yeah. I don't see cool. why not. <laughs> cool. I want to learn more stuff. I just want Hildebrand. Is that bad? Not bad. No, that's going to be the first thing I'm doing. Jeez. I'm doing Alexander first. In case you didn't know. Yeah. Have fun fun that night, Sly. What's your... um, uh, your, This this fucking bit again. (laughs) Girl, did you know Happy's doing Alexander first? He's not even going to be on the show. No, you can't be on the show. <laughs> well, Mel's going to be... I'll see you at church. <laughs> I like how, uh, you, how long you wait between, like, as if she's really saying something there, like... 
she's not really there, Sly. <laughs> no, she's she's really there. Sly, she's really there. Sly is a condition. We we have to stop <laughs> enabling this mic. We need to <laughs> send him to see someone. Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Um, All right. And the last little part that you wanted to talk about here was Duty Commenced. Yes. What? So Duty Commenced 10 uh, was uh, pretty much a literal translation. That's what it usually is. Which yeah, which is good. Yeah. That's what it should be as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but they also gave us a, a sort of law. What are they called? Law Lowdown, I think they call it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Anyway, so they gave us the story of uh, Geralt and Rowena. Um, were you were you paying attention to this either? Of you? I was. I was. This Man, was so. Do you want so me to? These give you... are the days of our lives. Yeah, this was a fucking. Yeah, just remind us real quick. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you a synopsis. Um, hang on. So where we go here? So we found out that uh, Gerald is in his fifties. Probably could have guessed. Damn. James watching the ultimate kettle. Again, we knew that was once one of the greatest craftsmen in all Eorzea. Mm -hmm. And we knew that um, he had an old masterful mentor of metallurgy named Heidolf, with whom both he and Remon studied, Remon being the black marketeer that we buy the Mahatma from, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Now, Rowena was a, a regular customer of Heidolf's as she was sort of setting out in, in, in her career as a trader. And they formed this sort of love triangle where she fell in love with uh, Gerald, Gerald, I should say, and uh, Ramon fell in love with Rowena. So we've got Daisy Elias, whatever oh, it is. Yeah. It, to, me, to me, it seems more like a, a sort of Renaissance melodrama than anything else. Anyway, so Heidolf basically started selling off his apprentice's goods uh, under his own name. He started getting lazy um, because he figured that, you know, they had his name on it and, uh, you know, people aren't going to know the difference. Uh, Rowena found out that she was selling shitty goods. She was in trouble from her contacts in Uldar. So Heidolf tried to arrange an accident for Rowena to sort of disappear. Okay. Um, Gerald learned of the scheme. Um, and he begged Heidolf to reconsider because obviously he was quite um, uh, smitten. That's exactly the one. So Heidolf decided that he was going to try to kill Geralt as well. Why does he keep saying Geralt's Geralt? Heidolf decided he was going to kill Geralt as well. Uh, he failed. Rowena, uh, uh, sorry, Remon witnessed this happening, um, but Remon said absolutely nothing because he was, you know, he was jealous of uh, Geralt's superior. Uh, skills and the fact that he was stealing Rowena from him. So um, Rowena and uh, and Geralt they, they left Uldar together and, and disappeared somewhere off overseas and got married. And Hadolf committed suicide using the very first knife that uh, that Geralt, Geralt made. Yeah, yeah, as a, a sort of ceremonial uh, acceptance of apprenticeship sort of thing. So Rowena and Geralt they hooked up. They moved. The way uh, Remon established his black market trade, um, but he found out that Rowena, when when they uh, eloped, had stolen a whole shitload of money from people on the syndicate, um, and she was going to be you know chased down for that. Basically, Geralt covered her, covered all of her debts. Um, you know, he he lost his name for it. He admitted guilt. Um, 
Geralt ended up in Hurismil as this, you know, drunk, broken old man making kettles. Uh, Ramon found him. Ramon told Rowena. Rowena saw him as this broken shell of a man and sort of was filled with with guilt and all that. And that's basically where we are in 2.0. And that explains the relationship. I mean, we get and the these sort of fucking stories. We get this shitty ass scholasticate thing and well, wait, wait, wait. Thing. they have to end it may or may not be true and this shit was told to us by drake and they gave us a little bit of extra info about drake but fuck that yes. shit i don't care about drake no, no, yeah, no, i've no. heard enough hotline it was interesting they, they gave us they gave us the backstory of drake so drake saw uh Geralt's, uh older work from when he was still you know this masterful craftsman drifting mm-hmm. around in limsa Liminsa. so he followed these rumors and kind of pieced this story together until he found him in wrist mill um pleaded for an apprenticeship and showed him a knife that he'd made and Geralt well Geralt sort of saw this as a sign and said all right you know what you're going to go back to Limsa Luminsa you're going to collect me some local ingredients and you're going to distill something that is going to fuck my shit up (laughs) and then I'll basically do as an apprentice um so seven tries yeah yeah, and that's that's uh, that's how they hooked up. Um, so that's what we got on them. We also found out that Rowena's, all of Rowena's girls are, uh, as we probably know if we've kind of talked to them at all, they're all indentured slaves, effectively. They are in debt, and she has them working for her to pay off their debt over a course of 20 or 30 years, and she actually gives them false names. So her, their names are all ending with nah, nah. or they're, they're somehow related to her name to sort of uh, kind of tag them as her bitch, which yep. is pretty awful. I can't say I'd, I'd particularly enjoy working for Rowena. So, yeah, I mean, like, like you said, it's, it's interesting that we get um, some really sort of dull side stories in the game, and then something like this, is sort of, it, I mean, it's hinted at that um, that there was some kind of prior relationship between Rowena and Geralt, but we've got to basically confirm there's a love triangle, they're uh, divorced or separated or whatever, and they're slowly, you know, Coming Geralt's kind of, yeah, Geralt, Geralt over the course of the, the Relic Weapon saga was kind of getting back into the swing of things. And it's sort of happening again here. And um, I really hope that eventually we see them coming back together. Good. The maybe, other, maybe if we bring them back together, this bitch can stop charging me all these tombstones. And get the- <laughs> well, here's, now- here's the thing. Rowena has her eyes on the syndicate. And that's ever what I was since, about to say. Ever since Telegi Adelegi got knocked off, she's mm-hmm. always had ambitions for politics and she's got her eye on that seat. And um, the implication was that we may see her moving towards a more sort of central role in Uldar on the syndicate in the future, which I think would be really interesting. That would be pretty cool, especially if the syndicate then starts asking me for tombstones. (laughs) So, okay, Ethos, I got to ask you something. How pissed are you that we have to give her all these tombstones to Lore and we don't get to read any of them? That yeah, you have no idea how pissed off I've always been at that. <laughs> but but the thing the thing is like when we go back to turning the old ones, the ones that we can't use to buy anything anymore, the yeah. person who we're turning into, uh, she always just like adds insult to injury, and she's like, oh yeah, Rowena says these are useless now, so we're just gonna like throw them out or something. I don't know what we're gonna do with them. I'm like, give them to fucking, me, you fucking are bitch. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> can I can I have these? It's like, oh, great, we got elegant tombstones of lore. Guess what? They've got no fucking lore on them. <laughs> We've read the story already. They're just like, hey, Ethis, you like lore? Fuck you, here's some lawless lore. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just hey, like the oh library God. with no books. 
Did you like that one? We know you like the library with no books in it. I should have, I should have cast it today from a library instead oh. of my office. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, the salt. Ooh. Ooh. I think we need to do our outro. Calm down. Calm down, Brian Cranston. All right. There is... There's one more thing, though. We didn't get get to do it last week because... Oh, yeah. We didn't get to do it last week for time reasons. But Mm -hmm. uh, this week, you know, it's not only a conversation with Haps. It's a conversation with Ethis, too. And uh, this week's subject is kind of a, a simple subject. It's one that I get from a lot of newer players every time I stream. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Sly. Um, I'm new to FF14. Uh, which job should I start with? Mm-hmm. Not I, 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 Fuck you. <laughs> I, I said that in lieu of two, two of you being here. And I always have to give the emptiest answer. It's like, well, you can do anything you want to. It's like the parent answer. You can do. You can be anything you want. <laughs> you can be anything you want. You but, can be a fireman and a policeman. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is, like, for someone, like, a lot of these people, some of these people are picking up an MMO, MMO for the first time. So I really mm-hmm. can't say that. Like, like, okay, go try to heal. No, I would not wish that on anybody. I really wouldn't for a first timer. Who wishes so, to be in the Gobwalker? So what I'm asking, asshole, is um, asshole. <laughs> what I'm asking is, what do you think uh, would be a good, you know, starting job for someone who hasn't played an MMO a day in their life? They want to try 14. They want to get into the world. What should I try first? What should I do first? Well, level a bunch of shit. Level That's a bunch the loaded of shit. answer I give, though. No, but level. But I mean, you're saying pick whatever looks fun. I'm saying level a bunch of shit and figure out which one you like the most thematically. Like, because I do agree with the 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 sentiment that it's whichever class or job you like the most. That you and I agree with like. that too. But, but for, you for need someone... to level more to work out which one you like. But look, I think I think the 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 best answer you can give someone who's coming into it totally fresh is, hey, guess what? It doesn't matter which class you started with. You can play any of them later. It, it, it does not matter. Just close your eyes, pick one. If you don't like it at any point, you can switch to anything else without having to make a new character, without okay. having to progress backwards. All right. I, I, have a, I have a better answer. I have a better answer. All right. Okay. Pick any job you want, right? Okay. You like it, great. You don't like it, just play Warrior. <laughs> so Okay, so you're going to say Warrior is a good starter class, really? Marauder? Marauder's not so bad. It's it's easier to hold enmity when you hit... Oh, Marauder's level. a piece of piss. Marauder's <laughs> the, the easiest tank to level for sure. Yeah. like you. So you have a damage-dealing AoE, which granted, when people try sleeping enemies early on, sucks. But who the fuck needs to sleep enemies early on anyway? Like mm-hmm. You need to be like four brand new players, and then sleep is like worth using. Um, so your, your AoE does damage. You could sit there and not have TP and just be like, eh. Because <laughs> you don't have TP at that level. And then eventually you get to Warrior and you have Defiant and you're just fucking invincible. As long as you use Inner Beast every fucking five stacks, you're good to go. So you're going to really tell me that a good starter class, a it's good Marauder. starter class, Marauder. is Marauder. Because I did glad. Okay, well, let me tell you my story. When I started. Well, at out, least you'll stay awake if you play Marauder. I started out as a Gladiator. <laughs> I started out as Gladiator. And I was like, no. Like, that was the first wave of the beta for. Um, uh, around me born for PS4. I'm like, no, I don't like it. 
Funny thing is, actually watched Hap's video about Dragoon. I'm like, hey, self shameless plug. Shameless plug. And I'm like, I want to love it first sight. I was like, I want to do this shit. It seems hard as fuck, but I want to do this. Like, I want to be inside you. <laughs> yeah, so, um, don't say yeah to that. He's <laughs> <laughs> not um, even listening. <laughs> I want to hear the bromance origin story, all right? Everyone wants to hear the bromance origin story. That was it. I mean, I, that's like when I. Oh, you tickle my insides with that one, Sly. That's so romantic. Oh, yeah. fuck you, happy. Fuck yeah. you. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're saying that um, you're actually saying that you would, a good starter class would be a tank. Yeah. So, be a um, fucking man. Well, you're either going to go that or you're going to go Lancer and press fucking Impulse Drive for 26 levels. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend that. <laughs> and then you need Marauder leveled anyway. You always need to make that point to people is that the the complaints that people have when they only like level any class to like level 20, they're like, oh, this MMO sucks. It's got a two and a half second GCD. And yeah. And no longer than I made it in Black Desert. Mm, well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> fair. Longer than I made it in a lot of things. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You have to explain to people that like, you don't, you don't know anything about any of the jobs until you get to at least 50. Um, so just close your eyes, pick one. If you don't like it, then change. If you can tolerate it, then just keep going. And that's, that was going to bring me to like point B of the question because this is the one I get after that question. Uh, mm. I'm new. What tips do you have? Hey, that's, I have I, an answer. That's the, that's the most open-ended question. I, and like the I only an things answer. I really can tell them is First thing, and you know where I'm going with this hat. It's an MMO. Use your goddamn words. Use your words. <laughs> Use your words. It's it's it, it, like, and this is for new players mainly. Like like people who come from either uh, WoW or another MMO, they're they're gonna know. They're gonna know the deal. But if for new players, use your goddamn words. Um, the only thing other other than that I can tell them is, um, in terms of jobs, you know, if you're going to try it learn it there are a, a bunch of resources out there like talking to people online there are a bunch of resources out there i really in terms of tips i don't know what to give tell new people i don't i don't, I don't feel that question what i do is i say all right you know, get in the game find an fc even if it's someone just spamming find an fc no <laughs> no, no, no no i disagree with don't don't take hey, hear, me the out, hear me out hear me out hear me okay. out hear me. okay just, just find any FC. And as you're playing, rather than giving this vague, give me tips question, anything, any question that comes up as you start playing, ask it in FC chat. If the people in that FC chat are unresponsive, then drop the FC, find another one that will. All right, you want to know what my tip is? Okay. Go to www.youtube.com slash Xehanort1227 and look up my Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> New Player's Guide. And it has over 70 parts with all of the early game tips that you can use, both in healing, That's, tanking, and You know DPS. what? In, 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 all, in all seriousness, that is like... That's you know. probably... Yeah. That's probably A1. Just so you guys know we're dropping frames pretty hard. As soon as I started doing that, internet started going.
Yeah, I see it. As soon as you started going for the self plug. Yeah. Like, as soon as I started, like, you, know you know what? Are you fucking kidding me, man? No, no. Plug denied. As, as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as I started going for the shit, yeah, I could do it again if you want to. Oh, plug denied. If you, if you want to test the theory real quick, I could just do it again one more time because <laughs> because we're, if we're alive again. There we go. Yes, you, that counts. That, there you know, so, so really, in the end, uh, this is for the new players who uh, who. Come in and ask the question. In the end, you know, be what you want to. If you want to be an astronaut, you can be an astronaut. If, you know, that's not a job in this game, but you know where but, I'm going. But first, go to my YouTube channel to figure out how. But, but go, go, to, go to Mr. Happy's YouTube channel and watch his tips for new players. Oh, we yeah. didn't get frame rate issues there. Oh, I can do it. I can Ooh. plug, but you can't. Wait, wait, wait. www.youtube.com slash xehanort1227 and look up my new player guide. So you can figure out all the greatest tips and tricks for getting you fresh into Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> you said you sound like <laughs> you know, you know when you get like small businesses uh running ads and like the dude the dude who owns the business like insists on being in the ad and he's like, You can find me at the grocery store. The grocery store really at this? Yeah. Alright, great. That's, that was your plug right there. Right, it's that simple. <laughs> it's it's that, that simple. simple. See, no, nah, no. Nah, what <laughs> Happy needs to do is he needs to be like the what's his name, the Texas Lawhawk. Texas Lawhawk. He's a, he's just a lawyer who does his own commercials and so fucking obnoxious. You have to right. go look. Uh, we have we have those back in in Jersey all the time. I'd rather be that than the Australian snake. <laughs> Texas Lawhawk. I'm happy. I'm the job hawk. I can't yell right now. My voice is too strained. Yeah, I know. You could. I think we're already in post show here. Nah. No. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But anyway, so but... we're about to be. Yeah. Um, so there was something I wanted to say. Okay, so there is one thing I wanted to say here at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily 14 related, but I have mm-hmm. watched. I have got, I've gotten many a 14 information from this website. Mm-hmm. RIP game trailers. After 13 years, GameTrailers.com, no more. Oh, yes. What? Yes, that's quite right. That's pretty big news. Just wanted to quickly shout them out because Game Trailers... I've been on Game Trailers a lot as a gamer before, and it's very unfortunate to see them finally ending. I have a feeling most of those people are going to keep working in the industry, though. So Yeah, oh, I'm sure they will. They'll be able to work wherever the fuck they want. Exactly, so... Uh, best of luck to everyone working at Game Trailers, everyone who helped run Game Trailers. We'll see you in other forms of gaming media, I'm sure. But on that note, I think it's time for us to sign off. I know I have a raid in 15 minutes, so I we definitely need to get signed off. <laughs> You're going to so, raid uh, sick? What? You're going to raid sick? I'm feeling a lot better. Luckily, I've been taking this Alka-Seltzer. Um, had some tea with some, some honey, some orange juice, some water. You can't not raid just because you're sick, Sly. Yeah, don't be a bitch. Remind me never to fucking recruit, recruit you to my raid team. Fuck you too, if I... <laughs> if I'm fucking... If I had the flu, I, I ain't doing anything. I'm not even fishing. I don't have the I'm, flu. I ain't, I ain't fishing. I ain't doing nothing. Look, if you've got at least one hand and one eye, you're fucking raiding as far as I'm concerned. Oh, my God. One hand and one eye. That's all I, you really need. Yes. So, so on that note, uh, let's sign off for the evening. First of all, thank you for joining us uh, for our usual lore, our lore lowdown. I'm going to you know, steal that. They didn't copyright it. I could say it. And then, 
And uh, they were joining us. At, yeah, exactly. Hot That's scoops. Good. Yeah, hot scoops. No, hot that, scoops. That, that we have that we have to pay them for. Okay. Ah, oh, shit. We just we just lost like the whole budget for the next six months. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck. Damn it's it. coming out of your wallet too. At this, all right. Tell them where they can find you at. Oh, my... Yeah, it's coming out of everything that you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, and as soon as I went to switch to yours, we're dropping frames again. Ah, oh, shit. Um, all right. Well, you can find me at youtubecom Asher and Twitter at FFXIV. And I think that is the most flawless fucking self shout out that I've ever done. I didn't didn't have to think about it. You didn't forget your name, that's for certain. I didn't forget my name. I do that sometimes. What about you, Sly? Can you remember your name? Yes, my name is Samuel Sly Third. I like long walks in the beach. And in the beach? In the beach, yes. Inside the beach. In is it, the is beach. this the part where you dig a hole in the yeah. ground? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But you can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly, Sly the Fox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly, aka Gray, Gray Fox 07. You can find me on Behemoth, Plot 14, Ward 5 of the Lavender Beds, home to Wings and Beer. And I am the guy who did the shameless plug before. It's Michael, Mr. Happy Poveromo. Who is and the guy who fucked up the intro. And the guy who fucked up the intro, which will probably be a highlight on YouTube. Thank you. <laughs> Mike Light. Yeah, the mic light. There we go. Wow, that's, what about the sly light over there? There we go. Two take Mike. There we go. Um, wow, that is not a nickname I want. Uh, is that, that's, anyway. That's so, too bad. <laughs> anyway, Michael, Mr. Happy Poveromo, the reason why I sound sick is because I am. So that's why my voice has been low this entire time. Um, you can find me, Mr. Happy1227, everywhere. Obviously, YouTube, I said Xehanort, but I just say Mr. Happy1227 now. Fuck it. Bay life. That's it. We're Gucci. Anyway, uh, that's going to be a wrap for this week's show. I don't know what we're doing next week yet. Sly? I don't know what we're doing yet. I was going to shout it out at this show. and then, Actually, we'll have the... We'll, by then, we better have a fucking trailer to talk about. That's for damn certain. Yeah, we will. We know. We better. I'm lo Sly? Look at me. I know you can't see me, but look at me. We better look have Look at me one. when I talk to you. Look at me when I talk to you. You're saying it. You're saying this shit to me like I can control it. You know where you know where your eyes can go. You're just look at me on your screen. All right. Hopefully that's what we'll have to talk about next week. But anyway, guys, thank you for coming by, and we will see you next week. Until then, have a good night and take care. Bye. Bye. And.